Ladies and gentlemen, and fellow golfers, for your entertainment. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa, brought to you by Hagen Oaks, America's most awarded golf facility, and Naturewood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. Thanks for joining us here on the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. Frank LaRosa here along with Scott Marsh. And Scott, I don't know, we just never have time to talk about anything other than the time we give our guests. And, and we've, we've packed another hour here and uh, very little time to talk other than mention that uh, Tim lost a lot uh, from uh, De La Viega, uh, PGA head golf professional will be on the show, along with uh, Andy McDowell, who's the, uh, the brand new uh, tournament director at the Fortinet Championship. And then uh, our, our good friend Len Dumas, PGA, uh, who uh, runs the Northern California PGA is going to bring us up to date on what's going on there. So we've got lots to talk about and no time for us to talk. When you have great guests, you don't need us. All right. We'll be back with more of the Golf to Go Radio Hour right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. You are listening to the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. Hi, all. I'm Frank LaRosa along with Scott Marsh. We are welcoming in Mr. Andy McDowell. The uh, the new when I say new tournament director, I'm talking like this is his second day on the job uh, at the Fortinet Championship at Silverado Resort. But but Andy's had a lot of years in the business and most recently with Cal. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. We're uh, we're really excited about the uh, the tournament coming back to uh, to Silverado Resort in, in Northern California this year. We kind of look at uh, the Fortinet folks as, as kind of the saviors of that tournament. Um, you know they've had uh, a year now to plan for uh, for this uh, upcoming tournament, and and certainly there's um, you know there's there's always something new going on, and um, I I, th- I think um, you know f- you coming um, out of the business you were in to to kind of uh, get into golf. Let, let's talk a little bit about before we get into the tournament, a little bit about your transition and and what you see looking going forward. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm transitioning from a career where I spent 25 years in college athletics and sports marketing, uh, worked for a great company called Learfield, and I represented uh, uh, four special institutions, uh, St. Mary's College, uh, my alma mater, Fresno State, uh, the University of Nevada, and most recently, the Cal Bears. And uh, this was uh, a, a unique and, and appealing opportunity Um My family and I have attended this event for the last four years uh, since we moved back to the Bay Area from Reno and absolutely loved it. And uh, when a mutual friend connected, uh, connected me and some and um, and some others, uh, I jumped in the deep end on the conversations pretty quickly. And just I'm just really excited to be here and get going. I mean, it's food, it's wine, it's golf and it's music in an unbelievable setting here at the Silverado Resort. You know, you you mentioned all of the high points. When when we think of PGA Tour golf, we we kind of think of um, you know low scores, uh, red numbers, um, you know ho hum, and the day is over. But uh, this this is kind of a party that uh, that you guys throw here in Napa. You know, hundred percent best way um, best way of saying it. And you know, it's an event that that Fortinet, who's I, I would say the best title sponsor on tour is so engaged and we've tried to do everything we can to make this event as appealing to everyone. So, so the fans get, you know, world-class famous fried chicken from chef Thomas Keller and they get two nights of concerts um, and they get an unbelievable setting, but we've started to do some things this year 
um, for players too. And I'm sure it, it, it's, it's not new, um, but you know, all kinds of wine excursions for the players' wives, this has turned into one of their favorite destinations. And then a neat thing that this year that was the brainchild of our friends at Fortinet is um, uh, the first, um, shall I say, the inaugural Bushwood Classic Caddy Tournament, <laughs> um, in which the caddies are going to get uh, two shots uh, on a par three, and uh, it's a closest to the hole. Uh, the top five or six um, best shots get paid out cash on the spot, and the caddy who wins also um, gets to wear a special red commemorative caddy bib the rest of the caddies in the field were will wear white um, and we certainly hope that that caddy and that player make it make it to the weekend to get some enhanced uh tv visibility that's a pretty cool idea again kind of uh in in the party theme there there is some tremendous golf uh, to be played and and we're certainly going to talk about that but the but the wine and the concerts and um and the food tell us tell us what's on tap for concerts this year Concert series is a, a, a two-night series, Friday and Saturday nights. Um, and, and Friday night, uh, we're really excited to have uh, country music artist Cole Swindell uh, come out to perform with special guest Gavin DeGraw. And then Saturday, we'll feature One Republic uh, with special guest ex-ambassadors. In the concert series, you know, something that's been here um, at the event for several years. And I think what's unique and appealing about it to the fans is 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 your price of admission for golf gets you in to the concert and 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 this i think is the last year but uh this this tournament kicks off the 2022-2023 um season for the pga tour and um you know it, it, it's a um it, it's a it prob or it's a process that this had both um you know those in favor and those kind of uh want it more on a calendar um, basis but here we are um, in September kicking off the uh, the 23 season and um, what's on tap for players coming this year um, first event for the FedEx Cup points season and our field is is as deep and maybe as good as um, we've ever had we're excited that last year's defending champ um, and uh, Cal Bear um, uh, and five-time PGA Tour winner Max Homa returns. Um, he's also now a, a Fortinet brand ambassador. Uh, we've got major winners coming in in Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, and Gary Woodland. Uh, we have two nine-time tour winners in Brant Snedeker and Matt Kuchar. Um, we're really excited to, to have Ricky Fowler join the field, a five-time tour winner. Um, and then a, a name I'm sure you all know very well, uh, 2019 winner and, and, and NorCal native Cameron Champ uh, returns. And um, I heard a, a, a great stat in the media center today. Um, we have 30 PGA Tour winners in the last two years in the field this year. That's impressive. Scott, you know, we, we obviously get to go down there media day and, and, and find out what's on tap and, and play the course. But uh, I think we probably play the course a little bit different than Cameron Champ does, huh? Uh, that yeah, I know for a that I know for a fact because I played in the Cameron Champ uh, his his event on Monday the prior year and actually hit a couple of balls next to him in that event and 
certainly it was nothing like Cameron Champ, but it's it's such a great event. And I mean, that's part of it too, all the money raised for charity. And you mentioned Cameron's name and his tie here to the Northern California area and what he's done for Sacramento and operating some of the golf courses that him and his family does. That's as big a part of it as anything else, isn't it, Andy? Absolutely. You know, the PGA Tour uh, is, synom- is synonymous with charity. And, and, and recently the tour announced... Um, uh, that we surpassed three billion dollars in in um, in charitable giving this past year, and and Fort Fortinet um, and the championship uh, work with many local charities to reinvest in the Napa Valley community. One of my favorite partnerships um, for charity this year um, is with the Napa Valley Vine Trail Coalition, and uh, this is a great program we started this year there's going to be about 15 wineries um, that are going to be on site on property at our fan village and and fans for twenty dollars can purchase five premier tastings and uh, the net proceeds from that go back into the napa valley vine vine trail coalition and they're doing something really neat they're building uh, a 47 mile walking and biking trail to connect the napa napa valley from from Calistoga uh, all the way down to the Vallejo Ferry. That is super cool. That that is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I know we're proud here. Our our sister station, KNCI, has been a part of promoting Cole Swindell. We've had Cole at our major country concert event, Country in the Park, and he's absolutely fantastic. So the fans that are coming out on Friday night definitely are going to want to stay for the concert afterwards. And I know there's a new location this year for the concert to allow more fans to be there. Yeah, we moved the concert to the south course. Um, it's on uh, hole number two on the south. It gives us a little bit more breathing room and some space compared to the lawn in front of the mansion where it had currently been. And we were out there today doing some sound checks. Um, the visuals are impressive because you're out there. You can see the foothills. You're set amongst 100-foot tall oak trees. Um, and uh, the stage just looks absolutely beautiful out there. I think our fans are going to have a ball. There's no doubt they will. We talk about the entertainment. We talk about uh, the golf. Uh, Let's talk about the food that's available. I mean, Napa is certainly a a worldwide destination for uh, for food and and wine. What are you offering this year? Well, uh, the marquee draw is, you know, we welcome back – acclaimed chef Thomas Keller uh, and his world-famous fried chicken. Um, He is uh, not just uh, a name. Um, He will be on site doing the cooking and the food prep. Um, He's playing um, in the program. He is very much involved um, in in this event. Um, And our guests in, you know, premium hospitality and and other other areas are going to get some fantastic food as well. You know, we, we, we've talked about uh, about the charity aspect. We talk about the entertainment. Um, you know, let, let's go a little bit bigger. And, you know, uh, this may come out of left field. And I don't mean to spring this kind of question on you, but what is this what is this kind of a tournament? What does this kind of event mean for the community? I mean, beyond the fact that there's charity and so much involved, what you know, what what other meaning does it have for, you know, for the people that live right there in Napa? Um, I've, um, you know, not having only been up here, um, for a short period of time and just starting to interact with, 
Silverado members and some of our over 1,000 tournament volunteers. Um, there's a great sense of pride in hosting this level of an event, and, and not just because of the TV coverage, but what it does for the local economy and people coming in to watch. And 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 we've started to see a little bit um, of data, but not surprisingly, fans traveled here uh, a, a much further distance than maybe they do some other events across the country. Um, and so I, I just like seeing it because, yeah, um, we're going to raise some money, we're going to um, we're going to reinvest, but the locals take tremendous pride in having these players in this caliber of an event in their backyard. Yeah. I was going to say the players feel that way too, because you get such a deep field because they want to be in Napa. And even if, if it's not on their destination, it is for many of their wives who are telling their husbands they, they need to play in this tournament. For sure. And, and that's one of the neat things when, you know, you get a peek behind the curtain and, and start to see some of that. The Silverado resort staff does, you know, a great job with um, child care services for the players and there's yoga sessions for, for wives and family members and there's, and, um, and there's wine tastings. Um, Tuesday night, uh, the players go to a French laundry dinner. And so it, it's, I think we'd be hard pressed to find an event in a setting that provides more amenities and opportunities around golf as this one does. Yeah, and it's got to be great for you knowing that you've got a title sponsor like a Fortnite lined up for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they are they are all in. It was um, what just fifty two weeks ago that you know they sponsored their first tournament here. Um, there was only about five months of planning that went into it, and that is a, a mad dash in this business. And a year later, um, they sponsor about 40 events total. If you count the PGA Tour, uh, PGA Tour Canada and the DP World Tour, um, PGA Tour Canada's version of the FedEx Cup uh, is, is named after Fortinet. And, and they are all in. Um, they are not done. Um, and they're very active um, in in discussions and brainstorming and marketing, not only with our staff, but with but with the PGA tour. And so what what happens after fall 23, you know, we really don't know yet, but um I think we only have an opportunity for this event to get better. Yeah. Well we know from having Jim Overbeck on the program with us that he's a visionary and he he's certainly thinking for much bigger and better things for the event. No question. And and he's He's on the grounds um, every morning, looking at his signage locations and brainstorming this and that. And and this Bushwood Classic was really Jim's idea. And um, uh, just walking through some of the um, the caddy lunch areas today, these guys were fired up, and they're starting to talk smack, and they're going to have a lot of fun with it. And we selfishly hope that somehow we have a tie and a sudden death playoff because the things that will be said and the excitement will just be so hilarious to be a part of. But I I think that part's one of the, one of the unique things that Jim and his team have done to try to reinvent what a golf tournament is and take this one to the next level. Yeah, no question. I, I think the most important thing, Andy, is how do people get tickets still for the weekend? Great question. Thank you. So, um, all of um, all of our tickets can be purchased at fortinetchampionship.com. And 
you know, we're very prideful of um, a couple things. One, this tournament was previously named the most fan-friendly event um, on the PGA Tour, and our prices are very affordable, especially compared to this, you know, highly competitive Bay Area and Sacramento area uh, sports marketplace. But on our on our non-concert days, which are Thursday and Sunday, ticket prices for daily grounds start at $45. Um, and on our concert days, Friday and Saturday, ticket prices start at $75. And again, for $75, you get access to golf and the concert. And on those days, kids ages 15 and younger are free with a paid adult. We've got something else called um, the premium pass, um, which costs a little bit more, but includes um, fully hosted beer, wine, and beverages uh, at um, uh, uh, various um, viewing locations, and then certainly have um, your traditional 17th and 18th grain uh, hospitality tents. It's Andy McDowell, tournament director of the Fortinet Championship uh, in beautiful uh, Napa Silverado Resort. Uh, this week, um, Ricky, uh, Ricky Fowler, Cameron Champ, Max Homa. I mean, there's, there's all the golf you could want and all the food and, and wine and, and entertainment. It's, it's, it's a party. And, and Andy, uh, we'll come down and, and say hi to you. And we wish that, uh, that uh, m- much of Northern California comes and visits as well. We're, we're really excited to have uh, Fortinet back this year and the, uh, the championship uh, underway this week in, in Napa. Fantastic. Look, um, look forward to seeing you. And thanks for the time today. Absolutely. This is the Golf to Go Radio Hour, and we will be back with more right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. You are listening to the Golf to Go Radio Hour here on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa, bringing you uh, the news in golf every week, along with my partner, uh, Scott Marsh. We are welcoming in Mr. Len Dumas. Len is the executive director and chief operating officer of the Northern California PGA, an 1,100-member organization representing uh, the golf professionals in the business and uh, Len beyond that is a, is a good friend of the show. We always learn something when Len's around. Len, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. And, morning, Len. Yeah, thanks for having me back and really appreciate the support that both of you always give to us in Northern California PJ in our activities. Frank, we never really slow down and as we head into the fall, we're excited to have one of our own section members, Scott DeBorber, in the Fortinet this week out at Silverado. Terrific. Uh, Coming up, we have at Pebble Beach on Sunday, the 25th, our regional championship for the drive, chip, and putt uh, 2023 season. And uh, very excited about that. And also, it's time that we in the section are going through our section award nominees, getting ready for our annual meeting in December, as well as our uh, foundation fundraiser, which we call Invest in Hope, which will be at Blackhawk Country Country Club on November 4th. So we, we slow down a little bit and then we pick up again, but we're grateful for the level of activity and grateful for the community support and the, the chance to talk to you and Scott about it. Let's kind of talk about those one at a time. Scott DeBorba is a, a golf professional at Valley High here in Sacramento and uh, what, a, what a good guy and, and, and a great player. And uh, tell us how he qualified for the Fortinet Championship. Interesting. And you're right, Frank. Scott is just terrific. And he qualified for the Fortinet as our 2022 stroke play champion, which uh, we played at Black Horse uh, in uh, Monterey in early August. And it was a great run. It was the the week prior to that, uh, Scott had won our section assistance division 
uh, championship as well. So two in a row, a great back-to-backer, and those, and as the section uh, champion, that got him the entry into the Fortinet this week, which we're very excited to be there to cheer for him. You know, when you think about uh, the golf professionals in your section, there are some very, very good players. And so for Scott to, uh, you know, to, to come out on top of that, he, he must have played some pretty good golf. He really did, Frank. He really did. And, and, you know, he got into the lead and stayed there. And then it got a little close for just a little bit. But Scott hung on. And you're right. We have fortunate. And as our history will show as well, just tremendous players. Uh, throughout our 120, uh, 102 year history here in Northern California, PGA, currently led by Scott, which is great. And Len, how about Taylor Lowe, who qualified, you know, who teaches out at Wild Horse in Davis? Yeah, holy mackerel, we were there Monday. Our tournament director, Sean McEntee, and I were at El Macero on Monday for that, Scott. And that was tremendous. You know, we had uh, just under 90, 90 players wound up teeing it up. Uh, for the four spots that were available, uh, Taylor Lowe, 64, Alex Lee, 64. And then uh, we had a six-way playoff for the final two spots at 65. And uh, how exciting on the second playoff hole to watch Aaron Baddeley make an eagle on number two at El Macero to get in. And then Sung Yul No uh, on number four uh, made a par on number four to earn the the fourth spot. What a tough grind. Now you come in with a 66 and feeling pretty good, six under par, and you're out. And then uh, the one-way playoff, that becomes two, then three, then four, then five, then six. Just just unbelievable. Uh, so congratulations to everybody that made it, and certainly to our four that are advancing, such as Taylor. Yep. You know, it's interesting uh, them playing at El Macero uh, because, it, you know, it's a club that, 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 you know, we've played a lot. And and as I've said to Scott Marsh here so many times, we play the game a whole lot differently than these tour players do. And they're, they're playing from different tees. Um, right. But it's remarkable the way they, you know, sort of maneuver their way around the course and put the ball in positions to, so that second shot, uh, the one to the green, you know, it's the best chance of, of making those birdies. It, it, it's really fun to watch. And it was fun to watch them uh, kind of uh, tear into El Macero as well. You know, Frank, that's a really important point because for many of them, it was their first time on the golf course. They may have been able to get into town sometime over the weekend, maybe Sunday afternoon and, and go out and walk around or putt and chip. So for many of them, it was, uh, you know, this is their first time seeing it. Uh, fortunately, El Macero is a wonderful golf course and and it pretty much lays out in front of you. And uh, you're right, just watching them make the shots whatever it might be, certainly off the tee, but the finesse shots and putting, uh, it's a different game. You know, you mentioned the, uh, the drive chip and, and putt uh, championships at, uh, at Pebble Beach or, or the regional championships. Last year at this time, we were talking about uh, Jaden Dumdumaya from, uh, from Northern California here, who's, who's had right. quite, a, quite a year since then. Uh, he won at Pebble Beach. He went on to Augusta and won there. Um, he won the state fair championship as the youngest player ever to do so. Uh, he's just had a, a, a remarkable career to this point and, and who knows uh, where he'll go, but, but he got, you know, his start or, you know, certainly early in his career at the, at the drive uh, chip and putt championships. And, and you'll be there again at Pebble beach this year. Just amazing, Frank. And, you know, we talk about Scott and we talk about the players that we know and Jaden is there now too. They're good people. 
you know, they're good feet. We've got to know uh, the Doom DeMaios. We've got to know the family. Just tremendous. And Jaden does have a number of interviews, official visits going on this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we're really rooting for him. And we recruited him uh, for Sunday, the 25th, at the drive, chip, and putt to, as the as the Masters does, you know, the, the previous year's champion. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Jaden's going to be there putting the medals on the on our winners at Pebble Beach. So we're very excited about that. Yeah. Scott, we had a chance to uh, to have dinner, really, with um, – um, at the um, at the semi-annual meeting yep. for the Northern California PGA with the uh, Dum Demaya family, and uh, it was it was fun catching up with uh, with uh, Jaden and his dad and mom, and and you know they're they're really just sort of laid back people, and yep. uh, obviously he's working very hard at um, at his craft, but um, it, it's just it, it was fun to to kind of sit and, and talk with them a bit. Yeah, just an incredible family. And, you know, he's so mature for his age. It's incredible to think he's only 16 years old and right. what kind of career he's going to be having. We're going to be saying we knew him when. And uh, he's got all maybe those all those official visits. But if he's not down at the farm at Stanford in a couple of years, I'll be absolutely shocked. <laughs> yeah, he's something else, Scott. Uh, no question. And no question. Little Dragon. So keep that in mind. That's his nickname. It's stamped on his wedges so we'll keep our eyes on the little dragon so the other part frank thank you for bringing that up is just again uh, we're grateful to be able to have the regional championship at pebble beach uh, this is our second year in a row we'll start with the it is the sunday of the pure insurance championship so as soon as the players leave the practice range at the golf academy we'll take over there set up and have the drive competition then cross the street uh, to the hay for the putting and chipping and we'll have our scoring table there. We'll have our awards there. And we'll have quite a bit of coverage, uh, national coverage as well, which we're very excited about. And that's going to be taped in the player interviews. So it's going to be a great Sunday. And uh, for those of you there last year, you may remember the restaurant was not open. Uh, the restaurant opened the Monday after, the day after. But they are open now. So be sure if you have time to get the nachos. There's enough on the nacho <laughs> plate for I don't know how many. Um, and uh, you can forgive yourself on Tuesday, but it's going to be a, a great day as eight players, eight of 96, uh, advance to Augusta next April. Very, very exciting. Uh, you know, when you, when you think about certainly the fact that that uh, that you will advance is is very exciting. But to you know to point out that you did it at Pebble Beach Golf Links, you know, mm -hmm. the, the number one public golf course maybe in the world. I don't know. It's uh, what what a, what a treat that is, huh? Oh, it's amazing, Frank. And when we, that's pretty good one-two punch, right? Pebble Beach to Augusta. And when we hear during the awards, somebody yelling out, we're going to Augusta, generally turns out to be the parents, not the players. So there's a, <laughs> and the siblings. So there's a lot of excitement around this. You mentioned the uh, section awards uh, coming up and um, that's uh, um a yearly event um it it uh, is held at um kind of rotating uh clubs uh, around northern california but uh it's it's your opportunity to um to acknowledge uh everything that's being done um within the game of golf and the industry in in all the different categories players and superintendents and and um uh, merchandisers and so on and so forth. And it, it's really kind of an exciting evening, not only for the people getting those awards, but uh, for their families as well to be with them. 
Absolutely, Frank. And there are dedicated professionals that are out there on a daily basis, just doing their thing, doing their thing at a very high level, uh, at a out of just passion for the game, out of passion for their members, out of passion for the players, out of passion for their customers, not looking for an award, just making sure everything is right. So when you visit the facility, you have the best possible experience, but it does get noticed. It gets noticed by the folks around them and they make the nominations and then we go through our process, but you're absolutely right. You know, that uh, the, the awards dinner is very, very special uh, catches many off guard, which is even the best part of it. And we get to meet their families and they get to have that moment of that recognition for the work that they set out to do. And, and we have just had over the years, some great, great winners. So we always look forward to that. I've been honored to, uh, to MC that event over the years. And, and I always look forward to it because it's a, it's an opportunity to get every one of those uh, award winners on stage and, and, and ask them questions about themselves in a, you know, in a very sort of uh, non-threatening way. And, and it's, it's always interesting to see what comes out of their mouths and their minds in terms of, uh, you know, their, their, their careers, their jobs, their families, you know, whatever it turns out to be, everybody always has uh, some little nugget that, 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 you know, you can take away as well, that's pretty good. Really valuable, Frank. And I think, I think for the families, it lets them know who we are and who are these people that their spouses are hanging around with all the time that they go to these meetings and here we are, how we operate and get a really idea of what the Northern California PGA is or any of the PGA sections around the country it really helps bring everybody together that way. And as you say, uh, we, we might have some kids cry, climb on stage to be with their parents who are receiving an award, but it just, that's what it is, right? It's about family. It's about being together for a wonderful evening. Scott, you had an opportunity to attend last year as uh, you know, and kind of take a look inside as to, as to what the NorCal PGA is all about uh, what what's your impressions of, of that event awesome event and of course you know green valley country club awesome location in that clubhouse area where the dinner's held is spectacular and i just felt i was in great company with all the four timers who were being awarded at that event <laughs> including the media person of the year for the fourth time <laughs> yeah well you never know what's going to happen with the voting i guess um it's um, it's been it's been uh, you know quite a year for for the Northern California PGA and the foundation. And you just completed a very successful uh, the Langley. What is that? The fourteenth year or something like that. It's it's, right. it's remarkable. And 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 this year um, again, your uh, you know your honorees were. How does it get any better than Annika Sorenstam and Huey Lewis for you know for some humor? So um, a tough act to follow for next year. Great, great event, Frank. Once again, I'm just so grateful to everyone, yourself included, for leading us through that. And our team, uh, Susie and Jacob and Will and Bob and Sean and Shelby, just coming together. Uh, our thanks to the Pebble Beach. You know, they have we have really become partners with them in our events, such as the Langley, such as the Drive Chip and Putt, and some other things that we're we're discussing. And you're right, having Peter Jacobson there interviewing Annika and Huey Lewis. Uh, which turned out to be quite a routine. It almost seemed like they had rehearsed that just <laughs> yeah. took the crowd by storm, but tremendous, but tremendous. And so we will, uh, we will reach again. And as you say, it gets a little tougher, but the folks are out there, right? The folks are out there and uh, they're grateful to be there. 
And uh, that is the largest fundraiser we have for our Northern California PGA Foundation. So we thank everyone that supports that. And we have another coming up, Invest in Hope, uh, helping us to serve our veterans, which is going to be at Blackhawk Country Club on November the 4th. Uh, that's a Friday night. And again, all the funds that we that we uh, uh, receive during the event go into our programming, our 20 to 24 clinics that we host every year. Uh, to serve our veterans impacting lives through golf and doing the best we can to learn from them, but keep them engaged. And uh, as we know, we've seen that the, the emails, the letters, and the phone calls from them saying that this was such a life-changing event and bringing families back together and getting them out of the house and engaged with their, with their colleagues and federal, federal, fellow veterans has just been unbelievable, just unbelievable. So again, we thank everyone for the support. And uh, we'll have plenty of opportunities coming up. We look forward to it, Len. There's always something going on with the Northern California PGA. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to kind of fill us in and, and keep us up to date. And we look forward to, uh, to having you back on the show. You're always fun. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Scott. Len, great to talk to you. This is the golf to go Radio Hour. And we will be back with more right after this. It's the Golf to Go Hour with Frank LaRosa. You are listening to the Golf to Go Radio Hour on Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Frank LaRosa with Scott Marsh, and we are welcoming in Mr. Tim Lostalot, PGA. He is the head golf professional at uh, De La Viega Golf Course in uh, Santa Cruz. And uh, if you have not been to De La Viega, uh, you're, you're missing a bet. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the chance. You know, um, we were talking a little bit a moment ago. I, I mentioned that I had been there once, uh, once before, um, thanks to your hospitality. And and uh, driving into De La Viega, I was just kind of blown away at uh, at you know being in a in a in a really park like setting, you know, somewhat close to the ocean and and close to uh, to a city, but but you really felt like you were you know all by yourself uh, when you got on the property there. Yeah, no, I like we mentioned earlier, Frank. It's just uh, it's really a unique property. No, no homes uh, anywhere to be seen on the golf course. Uh, we're up on a bluff, about two and a half miles off of the coast. Uh, partial ocean views from uh, multiple holes, and only about two and a half miles from the uh, city center of Santa Cruz. So um, we're very fortunate uh, that the golf course was able to get on the rolls, if you will, in the late 60s and have it built out. This is the last golf course that's been built in Santa Cruz County. Uh, and I would imagine uh, that's 52 years ago, and I wouldn't expect another one to be built. So, um, yeah, we're very happy with our site, our setting. There's a lot to offer here at Delavia Golf Course. We've got a lot of mixed-use opportunities here, hiking, biking, disc golf, archery. Uh, certainly the, the golf course has been the anchor for for the 52 years, you know, award-winning restaurant, but yeah, it's, it, and, you know, and having the coastal, the coastal vibe and, you know, certainly we've had, we've been hot like a lot of people here in California the last 10, 12 days, but we do have that reputation of being a uh, mild climate with the, with a fog uh, influence. And I certainly think people that come over here between, you know, what we call our hundred days of summer, which is Memorial day to labor day. Uh, they really like the fact that they can kind of get out of the heat, you know, so it's a great spot. Oh yeah, you know, I was I was looking a little bit of the history and, and kind of picked up on some of the famous celebrities and athletes that have played there over the years. It it's a, it's quite a list with Mr. Trevino and Patty Sheehan and Willie Mays. Yeah, yeah, Fuzzy Zeller, Johnny Miller, Jack Lemon. I mean, I was actually a kid when those were going on. My dad 
and a gentleman named Rick Walker put together a pretty cool thing back in the mid eighties called the great birdie shootout. It was, uh, Frankie Avalon got behind it, but what they did was they, they always had it the, the Monday before the Crosby and, uh, you know, the pros that they picked would come from Phoenix and, uh, flying to San Jose or Monterey and we'd get them up here. But, you know, we had Dan Pohl and, and Craig Staller and Freddie Couples and, you know, Freddie was just a kid, Bobby Clampett. So, uh, and then the celebrities, and then Vince Gill got behind it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, a, it is pretty remarkable. The names that have come through this facility, you know, being a municipal golf course, you know, we, you know, we, you know, municipal golf is true to our hearts for sure. And, uh, it's, uh, it's not the type of place you'd think that those names would come through, but, uh, we've had a lot of success, uh, with attracting, the likes of the folks I just met. so uh yeah it was it was a great run we'd like to try to reinstate something that in that kind of capacity you know, I just don't see it as a PGA tour option because the money's so big and uh players are being compensated so well these days but you know we, we still think there's a niche with the senior tour you know we got the first senior event coming up this week down in Monterey and we have a good contact there with Steve John and you know the senior champions tour is or the champions tour you know a lot of those names that were all recognizable names still you know Absolutely. many eyes yeah. so uh, nothing against the draw of the PJ tour but you know just a lot of names that weren't the the, the you know the stalemates of the, the Trevino and Watson and Nicholas and Miller era so uh, anyway we'll see where that goes but it'd be nice to try to get some influence back and get some more notoriety back at La Viega so you know, you mentioned names and, and the name lost a lot, um, you know, for, for folks up here in Sacramento where we're based, you know, they're, they're thinking, well, I, I know a lost a lot, but it wasn't Tim. I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of folks in your family that have been involved in the world of golf. Can I take us briefly through the quick history here? Yeah. Okay. Well, my, my grandfather, Ed, you know, he was uh, actually a successful restaurant operator in Emeryville, California of all places down by the stockyards, which were the flats as they called them back in the forties. And uh, he sold his restaurant. He was a pretty accomplished player. He's a member of the Rinda country club at the time, but um, he was hired uh, by a foremost milk, you know, the big, the big milk conglomerate to uh, be a regional salesman up in the Northern part of California with the, the town of Redding. Actually the town was called project city. Project City was only built because they were building Shasta Dam at the time, and there was so many laborers that came in to build Shasta Dam. The name of the city was that, that Project City. So anyway, Ed, my grandfather was up there. Um, a family that owned about a hundred acres along the Sacramento River had gotten a hold of my aunt, my grandfather Ed and see if he'd be interested in building out the uh, first nine holes of Riverview Country Club, and uh, he did. And um, with that came. Um, his business, he came into the business side of it. He became manager and general manager of Riverview Country Club in Reading, which is now an 18-hole golf course. It exists today. We have a lot of families still up in Reading. And uh, lo and behold, my dad was, you know, went to Shasta High and, and got in the golf business just by default, you know, working in the shop with his, with his father. And yeah. uh, my dad was, uh, he had a younger brother, Vic, which Vic's got a lot of notoriety in the Sacramento area because he eventually that family moved after Riverview was built out. Um, the family moved down to Sacramento to build out uh, Valley High off of Franklin, Franklin Road. And uh, there again, grandfather uh, Ed led my dad into the golf shop. And uh, Vic was becoming a pretty accomplished high school player, if, I, if I'm correct. Uh, went on to college career at USC and played sparingly on the tour. And, uh, and then I think it was 67, me and my older brother, Mike and Dave, and here's the lost thoughts you're talking about. So you got Ed, Ed the leader, and you got Gary, you got Vic, and then you got my brother, Mike. You got my brother Dave, and I'm the youngest at 57, Tim. And uh, finally, when my brother Dave had a daughter, there was a first Lost Lock girl born back in 1991. 
58 years later, they got a girl finally. But yeah, those are the five lost spots. You know, Ed, Vic, Gary, well, six, you know, me, Mike, and Dave. And uh, my dad spread his wings, went out to uh, Valley, or went off to uh, Sunnyside Country Club in 68, took his first head pro job. Uh, what did he do? He spent two and a half years there before uh, the city of Santa Cruz was just fin- finishing the build out of De La Viega. And uh, I guess there was about 75 uh, pros that put their name in the hat for, for the De La Viega contract. And Gary got it. And uh, here we are. And like I had mentioned earlier, you know, Steve Mitchell was my dad's first assistant. Um, and um, it's a pretty neat little legacy that, you know, certainly Steve's just the pro emeritus there now, but he had a, it's pretty cool that we've had the, the length of run we've had here at Lavieg and, and still to see Steve, you know, carrying that sunny side flag that my, my dad kind of handed off. So. Yeah. Steve uh, Mancinello, the godfather of golf in <laughs> at Fresno. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's quite the character and, and certainly yeah. a celebrated. Well, you know, uh, a really uh, cool little, there's a little cool twist to the Santa Cruz and San Fresno Sunnyside story was, um, Steve Mitchell's father was very good friends with the, that city manager of Santa Cruz. And it was the idea that Steve was going to get the job in Santa Cruz and Gary was going to stay back in Fresno and continue to run Sunnyside. Uh, after they went through the uh, request for proposal, they found out Steve had not had two years under a class A pro. Uh-huh. And uh, my dad says, well, you're, you're, you can't get the job because you're not qualified yet. And so Steve put a good word in, I think, for for my father with the uh, that the then city manager Dave Kester, and, and that's how my dad ended up coming to Santa Cruz in, in the uh, fall of '69. Fabulous, I, yeah. I love it. And and there you there's the story of the Lost Lots, everybody. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to De La Viega. I'm gonna you know hit some range balls. I, I you know I love your interesting range as well, but. When I stand on the first tee, um, what can I expect, Tim? What, what's my day going to be like? Well, you know, uh, we're a Burt Stamps design golf course. And uh, some folks in California can certainly remember Burt Stamps' name. He was a very accomplished player, people forget. He, he was a winner of multiple club championships at Sunnyside Country, or excuse me, at San Jose Country Club uh, during the era of Ernie Peeper and Eli Barato and Jack Barato. So uh, give kudos to Burt. He ended up designing about 17 golf courses. Uh, some of the ones that he did in California were um, the North Course at Rancho Murrieta, uh, Cameron Park, uh, the Incline Village Golf Course, and uh, the Country Club down in San Luis Obispo. So there's a few name courses, but he really had only about 90 acres to build a golf course here at La Viega. So it's a pretty limited amount of space to, uh, to get it done. But we're built on barrancas. We're up on top of a hill. We've got a lot of canyons that, that line our fairways, both the front nine, all the canyons are on the right, and on the back nine, they're all on the left. So it's a really shop-making golf course. Our, our, our length is only 6,114 yards. So um, it's not a long golf course, but it does play a lot longer because, well, you have to come see it. You almost, Trevino said, when he played the birdie shot, he says, you almost have to walk single file down this golf course. <laughs> There's no room for people to go off to the right or left. So we, we kind of hung our hat on that line, but it's a, it's a very tight, narrow tree line golf course. Uh, certainly the coastal redwoods uh, and the Monterey pines and cypress trees are, are, are abundant here. So uh, they're really a precision shop makers golf course. You know, Scott, there's a lot of uh, courses in Northern California that, that we still have yet to play, but I'm guessing you haven't played De La Viega, but that description, you know, I'm, 
your game in that description. I don't know about that. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of trouble to me, Tim. Yeah. Well, you know, Scott, it's interesting. We we like to go air it out over Fresno, right? Where you can go ahead and blitz it over a couple of fairways and drive that golf cart right to your ball. You know, uh, here uh, you hit it offline at Javier, you find yourself in a deep ravine, poison oak, and uh, God knows what else you might find down there. You know, uh, all our wonderful wildlife. I won't name all of them because it might scare away a few customers, but uh, it's uh, it's a very unique property, certainly. That's great. And the cool thing about it, since it is a municipal course, it's it's so affordable. I mean, just looking at the rates, I mean, you can get on for as little as, you know, 50 to 60 bucks to go play a quality course like that in a great environment. Yeah, you know, we're very price sensitive. You know, we're uh, that's always really at the top of our list in our budgetary meetings and our golf committee meetings. You know, certainly are a municipal operated golf course. Owned and operated by the city of Santa Cruz, we're just been fortunate to have the the contract for the length of time we have. Uh, but we we are sensitive to that. Um, you know, it's it's always a challenge. Rate increases are critical uh, to keep up with the times. You know, uh, we're very happy with our price point for our locals. Uh, taking nothing away from the non-local play we get, it's critical that we get that. Um, but uh, we really are sensitive on trying to keep our local rates as affordable as possible. So I appreciate the shout out on some reasonable rates. But, uh, you know, golf continues to be more and more costly as any endeavor. Also, if you're coming from out of the area and you, you want to play the course, what's the best way to to go about booking a time knowing that you do have, kind of have a, a local area priority? Yeah, you know, the priority is really only the price point. We sell what we call a county card. People say, how can it be a county card when it's a city course? Well, people forget and maybe don't know that this was all county property back at the turn of the century, you know, 1900s, if you will, owned by Vincente de la Viega, who gifted it to the county uh, in his trust. And when the uh, city decided to develop the golf course, uh, the county made sure that there was a county card. So it included all our county residents. Um, so that's the only benefit. They're not getting preferred tea times or anything like that. So um, we want to make sure that people are in tune that the uh, there's no discrimination as far as time of day to play. It's just really the price point. You have to show proof of residency to get a, a price break. But uh, we always recommend people calling to engage us. Uh, certainly the Internet is the easy way to go. I think people in some regards like to have that phone call and that voice on the phone to reiterate the time they're playing, the cost they're going to play, at, you know, the cost that they're going to have to pay for. And, uh, you know, that's kind of old school. We'd run about 80% of our business through the online portal or, or the internet, if you will. But, um, you know, there's something to be said about just getting that, that little follow-up with the phone call. So we recommend a phone call, first of all, but certainly the internet kind of trumps everything these days. People just jump on. They're so savvy, you know, these days. We're so close to Silicon Valley, too, that, you know, we got this, this certain group of folks that are they're pretty nifty online, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. And, and what's so cool about your course is you're right around so many trails. So if it's a family deal, you know, members of the family can go on a hike or do something else. And the other members can enjoy golf if they want to. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up, Scott. You know, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, we've got a lot of mixed use. I mentioned that to Frank earlier. And one of our missions with the city of Santa Cruz, you know, back, you know, post-2008, you know, 9, 10, 11, you know, golf was really slumping, really, if you will. It was a very challenged industry. We, we really went down to the council, uh, you know, we were doing, doing some contract negotiations, but we went down to the council and really kind of reiterated a more of a mixed use up here and really taking advantage of a park that has wonderful opportunities for the non-golfers. Certainly the golf course will always be the anchor, but 
I think that message re resonated loud and clear with the council at the time with the hiking and biking and the disc golf and um, we've got archery down in a certain part of the facility. And uh, yeah, we feel very fortunate that this 600 acres that we call Delaviega Park has that ability for the family attraction. You know, that's one thing in the industry we missed years ago is, you know, if you went on a ski vacation in the snow with your family, everybody went, you know, and uh, you don't see a lot of that in the golf side of it. You know, it's usually the father's playing with the son or it's never always the whole core. So, you know, we're starting to see a lot of a rebirth with the family atmosphere. And I think you're right with the mixed use and, yeah, you know, hiking and biking and the other things that people can do. It's really brought a nice little uh, attention back to Del Viega. So, Tim, the last time I saw you, we were inducting your dad into the uh, NCPGA Hall of Fame. So um, I'm after after listening to you talk, I'm I'm hope I'm around long enough to help induct you when that comes about. <laughs> wow, what an honor! <laughs> if that would be possible, I uh, you know I, I got a lot of work to do and never unfinished business around here. We take our job uh, very seriously uh, in a positive manner. Uh, family atmosphere. Um, good customer service, great customer service. We can do it, but we pay attention to our business. Um, we like to feel like the city has made a good investment in our family. So it's critical that we continue that for them. And uh, my wife, Jamie, she's an integral part of it. So um, I'm in her office right now, actually. <laughs> uh, my office is, we've got some work going on outside. We're doing some tree removal and some things down there. It was a little loud, but uh, in this office used to be my father's and the plate's still out on the front door, but she never took the plate off. She just put her name right above it. So, <laughs> so it's still got Gary's uh, vibe in here, but uh, she's been a big impact. Uh, my wife on this build out of this, recreational destination that we're trying to trying to do i love it tim lost a lot he is the head golf professional at de la viega golf course in santa cruz thanks very much for being with us on golf to go go down uh, you know you got to go down and try that golf course as a matter of fact scott you and i are going to make a road trip we'll go down and play i do want to do it i'll bring a lot lots of golf balls because i'm just not into poison oak tim i'm going to be honest with you <laughs> well if you do like some of our customers do just get out to the driving range, get a large bucket and use those balls on the golf course. <laughs> Be well, Tim. All the best guys. Thank you. That wraps up another edition of the golf to go radio hour on Sacktown sports, 1140. We have lots to talk about and we'll be back next week to talk more. Thanks for being with us.